podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 105 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. Today is the last of our simile series, and today we're doing similes I'd never heard of prior to trying to pick out similes for this series. Last week's food similes included two that I'd never heard of, so I thought I'd wrap up the series with a few more of those. The day this episode drops is June 24th, 2019, which falls right in the middle of two anniversaries for the podcast. On June 22nd of 2017, I published my short intro episode, and on June 26th of 2017, my first episode hit the airwaves. This show has changed some over time, with segments coming and going, and I don't know what all the future holds for this little podcast. I do know that I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Thank you, Toppers, from the bottom of my heart, for helping me get to two years of the Turn of Phrases podcast. Okay, let's get on with the show and find out today's phrases, origins, history, and more. First up is as daft as a brush, also said as as daft as a brush with no bristles, or as daft as a brush and not half as useful. This one means to be stupid or to act foolish. Since brushes don't have brains, it makes sense to say that brushes are not intelligent. But why choose an inanimate object as the benchmark for human daftness? I found a couple of theories. One is that the simile came from as soft as a brush, and the brush in this version was the tail of a fox. This could have led to as daft as a brush, as soft is used by some people to mean stupid. Another theory is that the brush was actually people, specifically small boys who cleaned chimneys. After the Great Fire of London in 1666, chimneys were required to be more narrow and were too small for adults to enter to clean. This led to the practice of young boys being made to do the work, something that took place for about 200 years. Supposedly, they would often get head injuries while working, and the side effects of the injuries led to them being seen as unintelligent. This ties into the brush part of the simile because the boys would use brushes to clean the chimneys. While either of these theories could be the origin, or at least part of it, it's more likely just the evolution of an older saying. The first known use in print of as daft as a brush comes from not all that long ago. It was in a June 1944 article in the Lincolnshire Echo, a newspaper from Lincolnshire, England. It included, quote, I will agree with anything that says I am daft, daft as a brush, but I have enough sense to keep away from your daughter. End quote. 
The most likely predecessor to this simile is a saying that laid its roots much further back in old-timey times, which is as mazed as a brish. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, mazed, spelled M-A-Z-E-D, is a word from the 14th century that means stupefied, dazed, insane, crazed, bewildered, or confused. Brish, spelled B-R-I-S-H, is just a 17th century pronunciation of brush. In a June 1892 article of the Exeter Flying Post, a newspaper from Exeter, England, we find this quote, Mr. Editor, when you see Susan in the city, please say us all send our kind love. She lives somewhere near the cathedral and is as fine a maid as ever stepped in shoe leather, and Walter Axford is as mazed as a brish after Susan. End quote. Before that, it was as daft as a besom, according to a glossary of the words and phrases of Cumberland, written by a man named William Dickinson in 1859. He included, quote, daft without sense, a as daft as a besom, end quote. A besom was a type of brush made with twigs. Even earlier than that, we find another version in another glossary. This one was called A Glossary of North Country Words and Their Etymology and was written by John and William Brockett in 1846. They included, quote, Fond, silly, foolish, an old northern word, fond as a bosom, remarkably silly, end quote. Back then, fond meant foolish, not to like something. So, from fondness to daftness, and from besoms to brushes, this simile has changed somewhat in word, but not really in meaning. Let's move on now and look at another similar simile. As thick as two short planks is another simile used to say that someone is stupid. People have been using the word thick to say stupid since at least the beginning of the 17th century. Shakespeare used it in Henry IV in 1600. He wrote, quote, Hang him, baboon, his wits as thick as Tewksbury mustard. End quote. Last week, we talked about as keen as mustard, and in doing so mentioned that old-timey times mustard was more of a ball of spices that could be used to cook with or to mix with a liquid to make a paste. I bring that up again because Tewkesbury mustard was a type of this ball mustard that was made in Gloucestershire, England. It was known for its thick, creamy texture. Now, Shakespeare probably didn't come up with the idea that thick meant dumb, but he surely helped to popularize it. Planks didn't come into use in the insult until the 1970s. The first known use in print of As Thick as Two Short Planks is in the 1974 novel Adam's Tale, written by Gordon Honeycomb, a British newscaster, author, playwright, and actor. Although he used it in his book, he is not thought to have coined the simile. Some people say it started in the British military, but I couldn't find specifics about this possible starting point. What seems to be most likely is that it's basically a play on words, being a sort of combination of someone being short on brains and thick-witted. It's a bit ambiguous, but it did come up in my simile research, and since I'd never heard of it, I thought it was worth talking about. Now, let's be nice. As nice as ninepence means tidy or well-ordered. This one is also said as as right as ninepence and 
as neat as ninepence. One theory for this one is that it is a derivative of as nice as ninepins, spelled N-I-N-E-P-I-N-S. Ninepins, also called skittles, is a game similar to bowling, with pins set up at the end of a lane that have to be knocked down. In order to keep the game fair, the pins must be neatly set up in a square. The problem with this is that as nice as ninepins actually shows up in print a few centuries after as nice as nine pence. So even though the game is older than the currency, it's likely that the nine pins version of this saying is simply an acorn of the nine pence version. James Howell, an Anglo-Welsh historian and writer, used the nine pence version in his 1659 work, English Proverbs. Quote, as fine as fippence, as neat as nine pence. End quote. Fippence is five pence, so the simile definitely comes from a money background, not a game. Since Howell listed it in a book of Proverbs, the simile must be older than 1659, but its exact origin is unknown. This is probably another simile that simply owes its existence to alliteration. And with that, let's be safe. As safe as houses means completely safe, secure, or no risk of failure. Some people think this simile comes from the idea that in the 19th century, it was safer to invest in real estate than the railroad. But there's no definitive proof either way to suggest if this was what led to the simile or not. It's more likely that it's simply an update to an earlier saying, as safe as the Bank of England, which has been in use since at least the early 19th century. This earlier version comes from the Bank of England, which was built in 1734. It is the world's eighth oldest bank and was considered an extremely safe place to store valuables, with walls eight feet thick and keys that were more than a foot long. As safe as houses came into use not long after the bank version, and the first known use in print was in Timor the Tartar, a melodramatic play written by Matthew Lewis, who was an English novelist and dramatist. It was first performed in 1811, but the simile doesn't appear until an 1850 version of the play. It read, quote, Well then, I'll give my word that Timor's life shall be as safe as houses, for a wife. End quote. That's all I have for this one, so now it's time for today's familiar quotation. Topper's today's familiar quotation is a simile from Carl Sandburg. Quote, Life is like an onion. You peel it off one layer at a time. And sometimes you weep. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Sandberg, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words. Love advice from old timey times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't refuse to give way about trifles. When a principle is at stake, it is a different matter but most matrimonial differences arise from trifles. And now for the men. Don't call your wife a coward because she is afraid of a spider. 
Probably in a case of real danger, she would prove to be quite as brave as you. Alright toppers, that's going to do it for episode 105. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnofphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, I hope you enjoyed this simile series. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. It's more likely just the evolution of an older... (laughs) This is probably another simile that owes is... (laughs) Owes is it's... (laughs) This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.